Hello everyone, welcome to the Witty Words of Wisdom podcast. Today, we're going to continue reading Ask It and Is Given. We're almost done with this book, so I'd like to finish it up in the next couple weeks here. We're going to start with process number 18, finding the feeling place. When to use this process, when you want to improve a situation, when you want more money, when you want a better job, when you want a happier relationship, when you want a better feeling body, current emotional set point range, this finding the feeling process will be of the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between pessimism and anger. Because you are generally giving much more attention to the aspects of your life that you are living right now. Whatever you are living is carrying more vibrational weight, so to speak, than what you are desiring or imagining. In other words, if you have a desire to be slender, even though you are considerably overweight at the moment, the aspects of your now experience are probably outweighing the vibrations of your visualizations. Often people will say, I'm not happy over here. I wish I could be over there. But when asked, what is it about over there that they desire? Usually they will just explain to you what is wrong with being over here. Even though they use words such as, I want to be over there, or want what is over there. Their vibration is much more about over here where they now stand than about where they want to be. As in our earlier gas gauge example of how unhelpful it would be for you to put a happy face sticker on your dashboard to cover the empty take indicator. In like manner, there is no value in using happy sounding words if you do not feel happy. The law of attraction is not responding to your words, but instead is responding to the vibrations that are radiating from you. It is quite possible for you to use all the right sounding words at the same time that you are in a state of powerful resistance of your own well-being. For the words you use are not important, how you feel is what matters. The finding the feeling place process is most helpful in making sure that you are radiating a vibration that will serve you. For this is a process that will help you realize what you are actually attracting. It is one of using your imagination to pretend your desire has already come about and what you are now living and that you are now living the details of that desire. As you focus upon what it feels like to be living your desire, you cannot at the same time be feeling the absence of your desire. So with practice, you can tip the scale, so to speak, so that even though your desire has not actually yet manifested, you are offering a vibration as if it has and that it must. Again, the universe does not know if you are offering a vibration because you are living what you are living, because you are imagining that you are living it. In either case, it answers the vibration and the manifestation must follow. For example, let us say that you go to your mailbox and you find the second notice of another unpaid bill. And as you open the envelope, you feel very uncomfortable because right now you do not know where you're going, how you're going to pay it. This bill is already overdue. And there are several other overdue bills. So you feel overwhelmed and discouraged. I want more money, you say. I want a lot more money, you say, with even more emphasis. But you are offering empty, hollow words that have no impact on your point of attraction whatsoever. Because your words are not your point of attraction, your point of attraction is your practice vibrational offering. And the way you feel is the real indicator of what your point of attraction is. Right now, you are pulsing with emotions that clearly match your state of not having enough money. 
Your goal in this process is to conjure. Conjure images that cause you to offer for vibration that allows money. Your goal is to create images that feel good to you. Your goal is to find the feeling place of what it would be like to have enough money, rather than finding the feeling place of what it is not like to have enough money. Now, you could remember a time when you had more money, or even a time when even though you did not necessarily have more money, at least you were not feeling the stress of too many bills. When you find that memory, try to remember it as many details as possible in order to try to feel it even more. You could pretend that you have more money than you have any sensible use for. Pretend that you have so much money you do not know where to keep it all. And imagine you have tons of it in the pantry under the bed, seeing yourself going to the bank with buckets of change that you are converting to dollar bills. See yourself taking 5 10 and $20 bills and having them converted to $100 bills, just for the sake of more efficient storage. You can pretend that you have a credit card with unlimited balance that is easily paid, a sort of magic card that you use several times every day because it's very efficient, and then once a month you casually write a check that pays for all the charges of you have incurred. Pretend that the ratio of your money in the bank to this month's credit card balance is so great that paying the bill is inconsequential to your experience. The more often you pay this, play this finding the feeling place process, the better you will be at playing it, and the more fun it will become. When you pretend or selectively remember, you activate new vibrations and your point of attraction shifts. And when your point of attraction shifts, your life will improve regarding every subject for which you have found a feeling place. Process number 19, releasing resistance to become free of debt. When to use this process? When you want to experience the relief of being debt free. When you want to create a large, larger spread between what you earned and what you spend. When you want to feel better about money. When you want to increase the flow of money through your experience. Current emotional setpoint range, this process to become debt free of debt will be the most value to when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between frustration, irritation, impatience, and fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness. To begin this process of releasing resistance to becoming debt-free, obtain a columnar, pardon me, <laughs> I didn't mean to make the snap either. So I believe there's a column writing pad. I think it's pronounced columnar. With as many columns as you have monthly expenditures. Now begin in the far left column writing a heading that describes your largest monthly outgo. For example, if the largest checks that you write each month is your house payment, then you would write as a header, house payment. And next on the first line beneath the header, write the dollar amount of that house payment. Now circle this amount, which represents the amount you are obligated to pay each month. And then on the third line, enter the total outstanding debt for this house payment category. Now enter your second largest payment in the second column, your third largest payment in the third column, and so on. And across the top of your columnar, write the following affirmation. It is my desire to keep my promise regarding all of these financial obligations, and in some cases, I will even do twice as much as is required. Each time you receive a bill, get out your columnar pad and adjust, if necessary, the minimum monthly amount that is required. If it stays the same, then write the same figure. The first time you receive a bill or when it is time to make the payment for the category that is on the far right column of your path, 
In other words, the smallest payment you make each month, write the check for exactly twice what is required. And as you do so, write in the new amount of that outstanding balance. This may seem a little strange to you when you first begin to play the game, but even if you do not have enough money to pay everything you owe in all the columns, still double the payment in the far right column. And feel glad that you've kept your new promise to yourself for the best to pay everything you owe, and to do even twice that amount in some cases. Because you are looking at your finances in a way that is new, your vibration will begin to shift away as you feel even the slightest bit of pride for keeping your word your vibration will shift. And with this shift, even if it is slight, things will begin to change in your financial condition. If you take the time to really enter everything you are on the column pad, your newly focused attention will begin to positively activate circumstances around the subject of money for you. Instead of feeling discouraged as you find yet another bill in your mailbox, you feel an eagerness to enter the bill on your column or pad. And with a shift in attitude and vibration, things will begin to change in your financial picture. Money that you were not expecting will appear in your experience. Bargains will reveal themselves so your bills will go further than you expected. All kinds of unusual financial things will occur. And when they do, be consciously aware that these things are happening in response to your nearly focused attention and the result in shifting your vibration. As money appears, you will find yourself eager to apply another payment to the far right column. And soon that debt will be paid, and you can eliminate the column from your pad. Column after column will disappear as your financial gap between that what is coming in and going out widens. Your sense of financial well-being will improve on the first day you play this game. And if you take this game seriously, your vibration around money will shift so significantly that you can be debt-free in a short time, if that is your desire. There is nothing wrong with debt, but if your debt feels like a heavy burden, then your vibration around money is one of resistance. When the burden has lifted, when you feel lighter and freer, resistance has lifted, and you are now in a position to allow the well-being to flow abundantly into your experience. Abraham, speak to us more about money and the economy. As we mentioned in Process 17, it is easy to create a castle as a button. It's just a matter of whether you are focused on a castle or a button, but it can also be satisfying to create buttons as a castle. Whether it is a castle or a button, if you're using it as your object of attention, it is summoning the life force and the feeling of the life force is what life is about. The reason that you are summoning it is inconsequential. So what about creating a very positive current of financial abundance? What about getting so good at visualizing that the money flows through you easily? What about expanding money and giving more people opportunity? What better way could anyone spend money than by putting it back into the economy that gives more people work? The more you spend, the more people benefit, and the more people get in the game and dovetail with you. Your role is to utilize energy. That is why you exist. You are an energy-flowing being, a focuser, a perceiver. You are a creator. And there is nothing worse in all the universe than to come forth into the environment of great contrast, where desire is easily born and not allowed energy to flow to your desire. That is a true squandering of life. There is no high work or low work. There are just opportunities to focus. You can feel as fulfilled and satisfied in any task as in any other, for you are the leading edge of thought, and sources flowing through you no matter what your endeavor is. 
You can be joyful at any endeavor where you decide to allow energy to flow. Spiritual versus material are not the choices. Everything about the physical manifestation experience is spiritual. It is all the end product of spirit. You have nothing to prove. Be the spiritual you and create like a physical fiend. Your financial decline will not elevate the impoverished. Think about the what the economy was like in this nation a few hundred years ago. What has changed? Have more resources, resources been tucked? Have more resources been tucked in from other planets? Or have there not been more people over more time who just identified more things that they desire and the non-physical energy was as endless and infinite supplied that? We never hear any of you say, well, I've been well for so many years that I've decided that I'm going to be sick for a while to allow other people to be well, because you know that whether you are well or not does not mean anything to do with others not getting enough wellness. You're not using up the wellness and depriving them of it. It is the same thing with the abundance. People have managed to find vibrational harmony with abundance so that it is flowing to them and through them are not depriving anyone else and you're thriving that you have anything to offer anyone. If you want to be helped to others, be as tapped in, tuned in, and turned on as you can possibly be. Feel appreciation for those who provide examples of well-being. How would you know that prosperity was possible if there was not some evidence of it around you? It is all part of the contrast that helps you sharpen your desire. Money is not the root of happiness, but it is not the root of evil either. Money is the result of how somebody limes up energy. If you do not want money, do not attract it. We always say to you that your criticism of others who have money holds you in a place where Things you do want, such as wellness, clarity, and well-being, cannot come to you either. If the subject of money makes you uncomfortable when you think about it, it means that there is a strong desire related to it, which means that it really, 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 really matters. So finding a way to think about and feel good is your work. It is equally effective to think about anything else and feel good and let it in. You do. Not have to think about money in order to let money in. You just cannot think about lack of money and let money in. Success is about the joy you feel. We love seeing you applauding someone else's success because when you genuinely are thrilled by it, that means you are right on the track of your own. Many think that success means getting everything they want. And we say that this is what debt is. And there's no such thing as that kind of debt. Success is not about getting it done. It's about still dreaming and feeling positive in the unfolding. The standard of success in life is not the money or the stuff. The standard of success is absolutely the amount of joy you feel. You can say things such as, when I look at successful people, and by what I mean, and by that I mean rich people, yes, and I mean happy people, sometimes they are rich and happy, when I'm talking about the successful ones, what I really mean is the really happy people who are really joyful, who are eager to get on with their day, almost all of them without exception, had a pretty rough beginning, which turned them into powerful rebels initially. When they found a way to relax into their natural birthright of well-being, success is about a happy life, and a happy life is just a string of happy moments. 
Most people do not allow the happy moments because they are so busy trying to get a happy life. Instead of earning abundance, allow your abundance. Your action has nothing to do with your abundance. Your abundance is a response to your vibration. Of course, your belief is part of your vibration. So if you believe that your action is part of what brings you abundance, then you have to unravel that. We would like you to release the word earn from your vocabulary and your understanding altogether, and we would like you to replace it with the word allow. You want to allow your well-being. It's not something that you need to earn. All you have to do is decide what you would like to experience and then allow it in order to receive it. It's not something you have to struggle or try for. You're allow. You are worthy beings and you are deserving of this well-being. All the resources you ever want or need are at your fingertips. All you have to do is identify with what you want to do with it and then practice the feeling place of what it would be like when that happens. There is nothing you cannot be, do, or have. You are blessed beings and you have come forth into this physical environment to create. There is nothing holding you back other than your own contradictory thoughts and your emotions and your emotion tells you whenever you have such thoughts, life is supposed to be fun, it is supposed to feel good, you are powerful creators, and you are right on schedule. Savor more, fix less, laugh more, cry less, anticipate positively more, anticipate negatively less. Nothing is more important than when you feel good. Just practice that and watch what happens. I want to thank you all again for tuning in to the podcast. You can check out the link tree in my description for exclusive access to the Patreon where all videos are released a week early. I have all the latest videos up there before they are released. Then I also have ways to donate such as the Patreon where you could just send money via PayPal to help support the cause, continue this information. The more donations I receive, the better it is for me to be able to continue this content. Then I also have the link for my t-shirts that I've released and the book. My book, you can use the code SAVE25 at checkout to save $25. And that's all. Thank you so much for being part of this, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. God bless you. Process 20. Turning it over to the manager. When to use this process, when you feel you have too much to do, when you want more time to do more things that you enjoy, when you want to become the powerful creator that you were born to be. Current emotional set point range, this turning it over to the manager process will be the most value to you when your emotional set point range is somewhere in, ranging somewhere between Frustration, irritation, impatience, and anger. Imagine that you are the owner of a very large corporation and that there are thousands of people who work for you. There are people who assist in the manufacturing and marketing of your products, and there are bookkeepers, accountants, and advisors. There are artists, advertising experts, thousands of people all working to make your company successful. Now imagine that you do not personally work with any of these people, but you have a manager who does, and your manager understands them, advises them, and directs them. So whenever you get an idea about something, you express it to your manager who says, I'll take care of that right away, and he does efficiently. 
effectively, precisely, just the way you like it. Maybe saying to yourself right now, I'd love to have a manager like that, someone I can count on, someone who will work on my behalf. And we say to you, you do have a manager who is that, and much more. You have a manager who works continually on your behalf, called the law of attraction, and you have only to ask for it in order for this universal manager to dump to your quest. But most of you do not see this manager in this way. You have this manager, but you can continue to hold the responsibility in your own heart. In other words, you say, well, the law of attraction is out there, but I've got to do all the work. And we say, hold on, what good is the law of attraction? That would be like having a manager that you pay $500,000 a year to, who just asks you, is there anything you want from me? And you reply, no, 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 no. I'm happy just to pay you to have that title. Meanwhile, you're out there scrambling around doing all the computer stuff and all the building stuff. You work yourself into oblivion and are exhausted all the time while your manager is basking in the beach somewhere. You don't want that, would you? You would want your manager to work. You would delegate him or her making requests with an expectation expectation of receiving and that is the way much you must treat the law of attraction make requests with the attitude of expecting results when you de delegate in that way you are doing the only two things that are required in deliberate creation you're identifying your object of desire and you're allowing the universe to yield it to you so setting goals is like delegating to the universal manager and achieving the vibration of allowing is like standing back and trusting your manager to set things into place, trusting that when something is required of you, your manager will bring your attention to it. In other words, when another decision is needed from you, you will be aware of it. You're not delegating your life, you're creating your life. You're becoming the visionary and the creation mode rather than the actionary. But there will still be plenty of things that you will want to do. We in no way want you to steer you away from action. Action is fun. There's not anything in any of the universe more delicious than to desire that you have a vibrational match to. And in that alignment of your being connected to source energy, being inspired to action, that is the furthest extension of the creation process. There's no action in all the universe that is more delicious than inspired action. Process number 21. Reclaiming one's natural state of health. When to use this process, when you do not feel well, when you have been given an unsettling diagnosis, when you are feeling pain, when you want to feel more vital, when you feel a vague fear associated with your body. Current emotional set point range. This reclaiming one's state of natural health process will be of the most value to when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere from frustration, irritation, impatience and fear, grief, depression, despair, and powerlessness. Do this process while laying in a comfortable place. The more comfortable, the better. Choose a time when you have approximately 15 minutes when you're not likely to be disturbed by anyone. Now write this short list in a place where it will be easy for you to read. And when you first lie down, read it slowly to yourself. It is natural for my body to be well. Even if I don't know what to do in order to get better, my body does. I have trillions of cells with individual consciousness, and they know how to achieve their individual balance. When this condition began, I didn't know what I know now. 
If I had known then what I know now, this condition couldn't have gotten started. I don't need to understand the sense of this illness or the cause. I don't need to explain how it is that I'm expecting, experiencing this illness. I have only to gently, eventually release this illness. It doesn't matter that it got started because it's reversing its course right now. It's natural that it would take some time for my body to begin to align to my improved thoughts of well-being. There's no hurry about any of this. My body knows what to do. Well-being is natural to me. My inner being is intrinsically aware of my physical body. My cells are asking for what they need in order to thrive, and source energy is answering answering those requests. I'm in very good hands. I will relax now to allow communication between my body and my source. My only work is to relax and breathe. I can do that. I can do that easily. Now just lie there and enjoy the comfort of the mattress beneath you and focus upon your breathing in and out, in and out. Your goal is to be as comfortable as possible. Breathe as deeply as you can while still remaining comfortable. Do not force it. Do not try to make anything happen. This is nothing for you to do other than to relax and breathe. Pardon me, there is nothing to do other than for you to relax and breathe. You will very likely begin to feel soft, gentle sensations in your body. Smile and acknowledge that this is source energy, specifically answering your cellular request. You are now feeling the healing process. You are now feeling the healing process. Do nothing to try to help it intensify it. Just relax and breathe and allow it. If you are experiencing pain when you lay down, follow the same process. However, if you are feeling pain, it would be helpful for you to add these words to your written spoken list. The sensation of pain is an indicator that source is responding to my cellular request for energy. The sensation of pain is a wonderful indicator that help is on the way. I will relax into the sensation of pain because I understand that it's indicating improvement. Now if you can drift off to sleep, smile in your knowledge that all is well, breathe and relax and trust. Abraham, speak to us more about our physical body. The next time you feel any discomfort, stop in the middle of it and say to yourself, this comfort that I'm feeling is nothing more than my awareness of resistance. It's time for me to relax and breathe. Relax and breathe, relax and breathe. And you can in seconds. Bring yourself back into comfort. Every cell in your body has a direct relationship with creative life force, and each cell is independently responding. When you feel joy, all the circuits are open so the life force can be fully received. When you feel guilt, blame, fear, or anger, the circuits are hindered and life force cannot flow as efficiently. Physical experience is about moderating those circuits and keeping them as open as possible. Your cells know what to do. They are summoning the energy. There is no condition that you cannot fully modify into something more and more than there is any painting that you cannot repaint. There are many limiting thoughts in the human environment that can make it seem that these so-called incurable illnesses or unchangeable conditions cannot be changed. But we say that they are only unchangeable because you believe they are. Someone asked us recently, Is there any limitation to the body's ability to heal? And we said, none, other than the belief that you hold. And he asked, 
then why aren't people growing new limbs? And we said, because no one believes they can. But what about the unhealthy little baby? The question that often arises is, well, what about the little ones? What about the unhealthy babies? And we say that they have been exposed to a vibration, even in the womb, that caused them to disallow the well-being that would have been there otherwise. Once they are born, no matter what their disability, if they could be encouraged to the thought that would allow the well-being, then even after the body is fully formed, it could be regenerated into something that is well. It is natural for you to absolutely be absolutely well. It is natural for you to be abundant. It is natural for you to feel good. It is natural for you to feel clarity. It is not natural to feel confusing or not to have enough or feel the lack or blame. Those are not natural to you. That is really you. But they seem to be sort of natural to the human patterns that most of you have picked up along your physical trail. Anytime you have physical discomfort of any kind, whether you call it emotional or physical pain within your body, it always, always means the same thing. I have a desire that is summoning energy, but I have a belief that is not allowing. So I've created resistance in my body. The solution every single time to the releasing of discomfort or pain is a relaxation and the reaching for the feeling of relief. We are asked, if there is no source of illness, then why are there so many sick people? It is because they have found lots of excuses to hold themselves in vibrational discord with wellness. They are not letting it in. And when they do not let well-being in, the absence of it looks like sickness. And when enough of them do it, you say, oh, there must be a source of sickness. In fact, let us give it a label. Let's call it cancer. Let's call it all kinds of terrible things. And let's imply that it jumps into people's experience. And we say that it never jumps into anybody's experience. It is just that people learn through trial and error and through banging around with each other patterns of thoughts that do not let well-being in. As you do not allow the well-being in, it shows up in shadows in your life that are illnesses in your body and deprivation of things that you want. Then over time, you come to believe that that is a reality that is a source somewhere. And then you develop whole bodies of information to protect yourself from the evil source that never existed to begin with. If you have received a frightening diagnosis, if you get a diagnosis that is not what you want to hear, the tendency is to say, oh my God, how did I get so far away from something I want so much? And we say that it is not a big thing at all. It is just a series of little things. It is the, I could choose this thought that feels good or this thought that does not feel so good. But I've developed a pattern for what does not feel good. So it's the daily dose of not being in the receiving mode that keeps me out of the receiving mode. And that is all that it is. So do not let any place that you are standing frighten you. All it is is a byproduct of some energy alignment that only gives you stronger clarity about what you want and most important, greater sensitivity about whether you are in a receiving mode or locked off from it. Wellness that is being allowed or the wellness that is being denied is all about the mindset, the mood, the attitude, or the perceived or the practice thoughts, pardon me. That is not one exception. There is not one exception in any human or beast because you can patch them up again and again, and they will just 
find another way of reverting back to the natural rhythm of their mind. Treating the body really is about treating the mind. It is about psychosomatic, every bit of it, no exceptions. I'm going to read that again. It is all psychosomatic, every bit of it, no exceptions. There is nothing that cannot be reoriented to well-being, but it does take the determination that you're going to put your thoughts upon something that feels good. So here we are going to make a very bold statement. Any disease could be healed in a matter of days. Any disease, if distraction from it could occur and a different vibration dominate, and the healing time is about how much mix-up there is in all of that. For any mal malady, 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 something like that, I, I'm not sure. And your physical body was a lot longer and coming than it takes to release it. Illness as an extension of negative emotion. Physical pain is just an extension of emotion. It is all the same thing. There are two emotions. One feels good and one feels bad. This means that you are connected to your energy stream or you are not allowing your energy stream. Illness or pain is just an extension of negative emotion. And when you are no longer feeling any resistance to it, it is a non-issue. Do, do you have to think specific positive thoughts about your body in order for it to be the way you want it to be? No, but you have to not think the specific negative thoughts. If you could never again think about your body and instead just think of pleasant thoughts, your body would reclaim its natural place of wellness. You can live comfortably, joyfully, resiliently, and healthfully as long as you have desire that summons life through you. People do not die, by, people do not die because they pass through time. They die because they do not allow this arena to stimulate decisions. The only reason people ever die is either because they have stopped making decisions about here or they have made decisions about being non-physical. You could remain in these bodies indefinitely. Are we saying that you could reach what you consider to be prime human physical condition and that you could maintain it for as long as you remain physically focused in this body? The answer is absolutely yes. And it does not mean reaching for your prime and then jumping off a cliff the same day either. It means reaching for your prime and basking in the deliciousness of that. Now, why is anything other than that the more consistent experience? Because almost everybody is looking around and vibrating in response to what they are seeing. So what is the solution? Look around less. Imagine more. Look around less. Imagine more. Until your imagery is the most familiar vibration that you have. You could remain in these bodies indefinitely if you would allow your environment to continue to produce new continuing life summoning pure unresisted desire. You could be one who opened your vortex to continually find new things to want and the desires would continue to summon the life force through you. In other words, you are living, I believe this is raucously, raucously, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to just stop there. You are living joyously. You are living rambunctiously, and you are living passionately. And then, from that same framework, you make a conscious decision to make your transition. Every death is self-imposed. The best reason to make your transition into the non-physical is not because the physical is miserable. It is because you have a sense of 
completion in physical, and you are looking for another vantage point. Death is a withdrawal of consciousness. It is like taking attention from here and putting it there. Every death is bought by the accumulation of the vibration of the being. There is not an exception to that. No one, beast or human, makes their transition to the non-physical without it being the vibrational conscious consensus that is within them. So every death is a suicide because every death is self-imposed. You are an eternal being, always projecting from non-physical. And sometimes that projection is into a physical personality. When the physical personality is complete for this time, then there is a withdrawal of focus. It's sort of like, here you sit, and sometimes you go into a movie, and sometimes you come back out of the movie. But you are always the you that went into the movie, whether you are in the movie or not. Here is a rule of thumb that will help you. If you believe that something is good and you do it, it benefits you. If you believe that something is bad and you do it, it is very detrimental experience. There is nothing that you can do that is worse for yourself than to do something that you believe is inappropriate. So get clear and happy about whatever choice you make because your contradiction that causes the majority of the contradiction and vibration. Make a decision about what you want, focus your attention there, and find the feeling place of it. And you are there instantly. There is no reason for you to suffer or struggle your way to or through anything. And this would conclude episode 13 for the Witty Wits of Wisdom podcast. I thank you all again for tuning in. Next week, we're going to finish the last chapter, process number 22, moving up the emotional scale before we start a brand new book. Thank you all for tuning in, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider donating. Links will be in the description, and I'll catch you on the next one.